When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to everybody. If you listen to this, this is our first episode of 2022. Hope everyone uh, stayed safe. Hope everyone was able to uh, celebrate the best they could. My wife and I, unfortunately, came down with the vid uh, at the end of the year last year. And I think if you follow us on social, which you can do at Golf Unfiltered, you could also send me an email, Adam at Golf Unfiltered. You heard that uh, we were struggling a little bit, but we actually got over it in a couple days. Thankfully, we were fully vaccinated. And I hope that uh, if you were unable to celebrate with your family over the holidays, well, let's kick things off right this year in 2022. And, and let's hope that we have a better year. It seems like it's improving a little bit, the entire situation in the in the world. So uh, let's just keep our fingers crossed and stay vigilant. And I'm so glad that you've uh, chosen to join us one more year. If you listened to us last year, one of the things you'll remember in a second to last episode of last year, uh, we covered a topic that was very general in nature. It was about golf course rating and slope. It was a topic that I had been asked and have been asked about many times in my 20-something years of playing the game, asking if I understood what those terms mean or how they were defined. You may also know that if you follow us all over social, including TikTok, at Golf Unfiltered there as well, we get asked a lot of questions about golf, just general questions, perhaps questions from new golfers because there are a whole lot of you out there. And they're about topics like what does golf course rating and slope mean? What is a golf course handicap? What is a golf handicap? You know, and it goes on and on and on. How should a golf glove fit, for example? Well, what I'm noticing is that a lot of people have these questions, and perhaps they're just a little bit too, I don't know if it's embarrassed or timid or anxious to ask these questions among their golfing friends who have played for much longer than them. Well, that gave me an idea. And so in 2022, Yes, we're going to still do some interviews. Yes, we're going to have some guests on from time to time to talk about golf, to talk about new products, because these are all topics that you all love to hear about. We're also going to talk about topics like these general questions, because quite frankly, I've been doing Golf Unfiltered for, oh, I don't even know how long. It's been a while, many, many years. And believe it or not, it's actually kind of uh, fun to research these topics and learn a little bit more about these terms that I've just used for years, and I've never really questioned it. You know, it's okay, well, this is what this is called, and that's basically what I've done playing golf, and you may be doing the same thing or have done. But researching these topics, learning about their origins, understanding the definitions has really been fun for me. It's like this little mini research project that I continue to do. And I've also realized that I enjoy teaching people. I really do. Even during my day job, I, I enjoy teaching people. I enjoy helping people understand topics that perhaps they've always known about, but they've never really understood the origins of it. And that's what we're going to do this year in 2022. 
Before we go any further, I should probably apologize a little bit about my voice if it sounds a little bit different or if it's cracking more than normal. Um, I'm still kind of got some lingering congestion things here going on, so I hope it's not too annoying. Uh, but I do feel it was worth mentioning as you continue to listen to me ramble on. So one topic that I have been asked about many times, especially since 2020, when we had that big golf boom, the pandemic was just starting, people were looking for things to do outside or anywhere at all, and golf remained and continues to be one of those things, is, hey, I want to get involved in this game. I don't know where to start. So the question being, how do I get started playing golf? Now, chances are, since you're already listening to this episode, and we're well over 300 episodes by now, you have played golf once or twice. You've probably played for a lot more than that, or a lot longer. But you might have somebody in your life that is looking to get started for the first time. And while the opinions differ on how somebody should get started playing golf, I'm going to offer a few of my tips, or at least a few insights that I've uh, learned over the years. I've helped introduce a few people to the game, not as many as I would have liked, perhaps more than I know, I, I don't know. But the ones that I have helped one-on-one, -on -one, I've kind of followed this same cadence and I've learned along the way, which I think is really the point for anyone. First things first, whether you're teaching a, a kid or a child or you're introducing an adult who's never played the game but they're interested in, in it now, is to pretty much set your expectations very low. And most importantly, to set their expectations really low at kind of a basic level. And I'm talking just introduce them into the concept of what a golf club and a golf ball is. And so what I mean by that, it could begin maybe in your backyard at a park, and it's just to bring out a golf club and a golf ball, maybe even a wiffle ball, you know, those little plastic balls that you find at any Target, Walmart, sporting goods store. And just kind of hand them the club, show them where the ball is, and say, try to hit that thing with that thing. Don't even think about form, don't even think about grip, don't think about anything else other than can you make contact on that golf ball with this funny-looking stick? And just see what they do. And you're going to learn a lot of different things. Now, of course, I am not a, a golf professional. I have, I'm not a golf swing you know, expert by any means. But... You'll learn a lot about not only the person's hand-eye coordination, perhaps even their athletic ability, perhaps their enjoyment of the game after a few swings, or at least their interest in learning more right there in your backyard. And what I would recommend is to make a game out of it right there, and you know, right there. Depending on how much space you have, you might want to just have them chip and say, hey, can you chip it to this whatever object in your backyard or in the park that you're at? And then... Participate in it with them. You know, try to just show them, hey, you can actually get this golf ball close to another object on purpose using this weird shaped stick. And then that way you're already starting to kind of gamify this, this sport that hopefully they'll catch on to and want to learn more about. And that's really the whole point, right? You don't want to worry about anything else, mechanics or anything at all. You just want to try to make a game out of advancing this golf ball towards an object that you both agree upon. Maybe even add a little bit of scoring in there. I don't know. Make it up. Next, what I've found to be very effective is to just simply ask, hey, do you want to go to a driving range once just to maybe see this in a different light, to get us away from home or this, this field that we're in? 
and go to a place where there are other people and you'll have many golf balls to hit. And you know what? I'm even going to bring a few extra clubs. You can see the difference between a few. That's been very effective for me because then, especially now with driving ranges, uh, you know, adding additional entertainment things to it, you know, you're not just going to find a driving range mat, uh, a bucket of balls, and that's it. You might have a place that has a bar next to it, which is always fun for the teacher. Uh, You may have, you know, a putting green. You may have other things, food, for example, where you can actually spend more time at this place. It's more of an entertainment center than just a place that you practice golf. And I really find this to be important because it's instilling the fact that you can have fun doing this activity for the new player. You know, over at Coghill, you've heard me talk about this many times, over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, they have updated their driving range to a point where it's got Top Tracer, it's got, you know, a a food truck, it's got a full service bar, it's a really good time. They're pumping music over the speakers, you know, which of course you're not going to find all of that on the golf course when you're playing, but it's a perfect scenario and atmosphere that you can bring a new player, especially a kid, to and have fun while teaching at the same time. Now, if you do make your way to a driving range, and I would recommend that you start at a driving range. Don't just jump right into playing golf on a golf course. The reason for it is even though there's going to be other people around them and and the new golfer might get embarrassed or a little bit timid showing off in front of others, you're not going to you know, get them frustrated with trying to pay attention to a score right away. You know, some of you listeners may may disagree with that, but I really think that if you just jump right into playing on a golf course, it's not as the risk of frustration is higher there than just practicing at a driving range. And not to mention, it's going to be a lot less expensive if you just go buy a bucket of balls and go and have some fun. Just hit them as hard as you can. Once the new player starts to get a feel for not only the coordination that's required, but also, you know, getting little rewards of seeing, hey, that golf ball went a little further this time than last time or or whatever they end up picking up on, then you can start to have conversations about grip. You can start to have conversations about, hey, did you see what happened there? What went wrong? What was different from the last swing that you did that was much better than what you just saw? This, at least in my opinion, helps the player to understand that, hey, not only is this a little bit of a complicated game, but it's highly rewarding if you just stay consistent within yourself. And that's something that we all strive for, right? I'm sure that, and we've had uh, golf professionals on this, this podcast saying, everybody comes to them asking, I just want to be more consistent. Well, that's not, you can't really teach consistency. It's something that you have to find within yourself. Now, over the summer, I was able to, um, one of our neighbors asked, hey, my son, he wants to get started in the game. You know, he was college-aged. He's, you know, talking to, he 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 had an internship at some big financial firm. And they're like, you know what, they might go play golf. And I don't have time to go teach him because I'm doing my own thing. And, uh, well, that made him sound a lot worse than the dad sound a lot worse than it really was. But no, he's like, hey, if you want to go, if you wouldn't mind, you know, he's interested in learning more about this game. And so we went out to the driving range. And uh, one of the things that I would highly recommend is if dad's got an old set of clubs, and in this case, this particular uh, kid did, you you might want to bring your clubs as well just to kind of show the difference between old and new. Not to sell the kid on anything, but at least rather to 
increase the chances of a good time rather than, you know, frustration. Because let's face it, equipment in the past, not uh, not as good now, right? I mean, I'm not saying anything outlandish there. So we went out to the driving range, um, you know, and, and luckily this this guy had played baseball. He, uh, you know, he had some some good hand-eye coordination. And uh, I just basically let him hit a few. And once he was able to make contact, and we've all experienced this in our own golf journey, when they when he was able to see the golf ball fly straight and with some distance, you can just see his expression change. It was really cool to see that. And, and probably even better was the fact that he realized he could do this. You know, he, he realized that this was something that if he just figured it out a little bit more, he could do this repeatedly that hopefully then would translate onto the golf course. And yes, we had the conversation of, do you think I'm ready to go onto the golf course? Which I think is any, whether it be a kid, whether it be an adult, whether it be anyone in between, that topic is going to come up and you'll probably be asked about it, especially if you're the one doing the teaching. Unfortunately, I don't believe there's a set answer here. There's really not a right or wrong answer either. The new golfer just has to understand some of the pitfalls that are built into the game. And of course, I'm talking about hazards and out of bounds and the fact that other people on the golf course are going to expect a certain level of uh, ability from you to keep up with pace and all of those things that we as veteran golfers kind of take for granted because we know we're not going to fall into those pitfalls. So when I get asked that question, and I was asked that question by the uh, the young man that, that I taught over the summer, what I said was, you know what, let's find a shorter golf course where there aren't, you know, there's not a lot of water, not a lot of sand, pretty much just straight shot golf holes. And let's pick a date to go out there and just give it a shot. You know, and, and you have to keep in mind, of course, that the new golfer probably doesn't have their own clubs. You're going to have to help provide those more than likely. They certainly don't have any golf balls, and they're going to be relying on you the entire time. The good thing that I've learned is there's a lot of golf courses, at least in my area, um, you know, smaller ones, ones where families go. Maybe There's a par three golf course down the street, actually, and they're really cool with that. They understand you just go up to the to the pro shop. Hey, I'm going to help this guy out. We're just out for the first time. Do you mind? You know, I might need a little extra space, so on and so forth. And they're really uh, accommodating, which I think is fantastic. And you're not going to get that at every golf course. But I think the ones that you do, they understand that the game is growing in a good way. So anyway, that was a little aside. Um, and so you can do that. And uh, again, much like when you first, you know, were taking a swing in the backyard or at a driving range, you're not focusing on too much. You're giving them some solid fundamentals. Here's a way that you can hold the golf club so it's not going to go fly out of your hands. Here are some of the things, you know, in terms of etiquette, like you don't want to walk in someone's line when they're putting. You want to rake a bunker if you find yourself in one, those types of things. Take the flag stick out, you know, if you want to. And then just go and play. Bring a lot of golf balls throw them down, hit multiple shots from one place. And what I find to be really effective is maybe play a scramble. If the golf pro shop is cool with it, just go, pay the two greens fees, you hit the drives, maybe let the new golfer drive on some easier holes, 
And then you both go play from that next spot. That seems to be a lot of fun, not only because you get to show the new golfer how you do it, but they get to see how you do it and then adjust accordingly. I think that's a great way to learn by doing, not only with golf, but really anything. You got to go out and get your hands dirty a little bit, but it really helps when you've got an example to follow. I think if you follow that recipe, you're setting the new golfer up to really choose their own adventure at this point. They either really enjoyed it, chances are they probably did, because you started small, backyard, driving range, and then progressed to a golf course. And plus, you're going to understand what this new golfer really enjoys about the game. Maybe they really liked putting. Maybe they really liked hitting out of the sand. You know, I don't know. But that's going to at least give you a clue as to what they enjoy. And that's something, you know, positive reinforcement's a heck of a thing. And if they can continue to have fun with the game, just like if you remember when you learned the game, that's just going to keep bringing them back. Now, we'll do another episode in the future here about, you know, new golf clubs for the new player or what minimum number of golf clubs a new player should have. And I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a hundred million different opinions on that. But uh, I've got some ideas regarding that. And like I said, we'll cover that here in a future episode. But one thing I will say is if you've played for a long time, I am willing to bet that you've got more than one set of golf clubs. You know, for some reason, they're still in your garage or your basement. You were hanging on to them for a long time. You know what? Do the new golfer a solid and just give them the clubs. Yeah, I know. Not everyone's able to do that. But if you are, that is a heck of a gift to give to someone, especially if they understand and realize that Golf clubs can be expensive. I know when I started, I had a uh, an uncle that gave me, I think, two sets of irons. I think they were uh, Spalding Elites. <laughs> they were fantastic. I still have them. I actually still have my first set of clubs. And uh, I remember it was just like, wow, you know, what, what a present. You know, something that I can continue. I have the tools that I need to play this game that I actually enjoyed a lot. And I'm willing to bet that that new golfer you're helping out will feel the same way. So... Like I said, we're going to cover more topics like this, but those are some steps that I have used uh, to get a new player interested in the game. Obviously, from there, you know, it just goes in a million different directions. Then you can start confusing people like with golf grip tips and mechanics and all that, all the things that we struggle over and watch YouTube videos every single night. Wait, you don't do that like I do? No, I know you do. And then uh, they're uh, they're golf addicts just like me and you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they listen to podcasts like this. Uh, but anyway, um, that's today's topic. I hope that uh, if you do have someone in your life that is looking for help, uh, that you take just a little bit of time and do it. You know, it's a really rewarding experience. I've enjoyed doing it. I Like I said, I enjoy teaching people. Um, you know, I, it's uh, one of those things where my wife and I, we don't have kids. And if I have the opportunity to uh, teach one of our friend's kids. Like I've, uh, one of my friend's daughters, I think is like 11, you know, and was really enjoyed the heck out of going to the driving range. And so I went and went to a Goodwill and I found, you know, I don't know, five or six small golf clubs. I think they were U.S. kids actually, or pro kids, or I don't even know what the brand was. And uh, you would have thought that I just gave her a pony. You know, this person, this kid lit up and was really thankful. And it's just a really high, highly rewarding experience if you enjoy uh, 
kind of sharing this game with everyone else. And that's the way that you grow the game. It's just showing people. It's not any of this other stuff that you hear about on social. It's genuinely taking the time to sit down or go to a range with someone and say, look, let me show you this cool sport, this cool game that I love so much, and hopefully you will too. Let me know what you think about today's episode. If you've got other ideas, other questions that you'd like me to cover, and we don't have to talk about fundamental stuff like this. We could talk about anything. Shoot me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. You know you could find me all over social media at golfunfiltered. Go out to our TikTok page. I'm out there. We got a lot of golfers and a lot of questions there as well. And uh, if you can't get enough of me rambling on, you could find me there uh, doing more of the same. So uh, thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. I'm looking forward to another great year. Golfunfiltered.com has been redesigned slightly to help uh, support new golfers as well. So if people who are just looking to learn more about the game, they can go out to golfunfiltered.com. And there's a big button right there on the homepage. How do I play this game? Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again next week. <laughs>